And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Coach Tony Iruli as we have picked on Pick Day Friday. And Coach and I, uh, on two different occasions now, have uh, have seen the opposite side of the card. But, uh, Coach, I think in the college game, it may be a little bit more prevalent. Yes, and you're, now you're coming right up my alley right now and yeah. so, so I can – Talk a little bit more intelligently on on the college game, hopefully. Oh, anyway, no, no, you were just fine in the in the high schools, but uh, it kicks off tonight uh, again. Yeah. Uh, some games in the past, but uh, we'll talk about what happens tonight. Uh, Illinois takes on Wisconsin. Say that again. <laughs> Illinois no, wait, takes wait, on wait. Wisconsin. Now I'm from the state of Illinois. Oh. We don't pronounce it Illinois. Oh, there's more than one. No, no, no. It's no Illinois. Plurals? No, no. You can tell you're not from. Illinois, because you pronounce it Illinois. Well, I feel like that, there's a whole that's, lot of that's other like reasons. like here living, living in Maryville. Right. I yeah, know. yeah. It's it's Merville. Merville. Yeah, okay. But, there's uh, a proper way of saying it. So, you know, uh, I didn't mean to go that path, oh, but I just want to correct you. That's totally fine. <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole lot of other reasons how you know I'm not from Illinois. No, <laughs> just kidding. The way I say a lot of words. <laughs> but uh, number 14th ranked Wisconsin, Paul yep. Chris led team. To me, he's one of the unsung coaches. I like yes. the way he coaches football. The like he knows when to pull the trigger. He knows how to go after it. And uh, and he's a Wisconsin grad, right? Yeah. And yeah. so he's uh, he's playing at his or coaching at his alma mater. Sure. Uh, I like I like the Badgers. Yeah, and I think uh, Wisconsin has always uh, typified the the tough physical side mm-hmm. of football. You know, cornbread fed. Yeah, I mean, corn, those yeah, big they're going to line up in three point stance. You know, they're going to try to knock you off the. The ball, you know, they've had several great running backs that tremendous yardage uh, running the football. And, uh, you know, so they're predominantly one of the better teams in the Big Ten. It's just great seeing the Big Ten finally deciding to play college football. Yeah. You know, know, they may not wear masks, but they're going to. I I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, that's been the big uh, uh, conversation during the, the, the whole fall has really been about the Big Ten. How they quickly decide not to play. And again, I don't want to get into reasons why they did why oh, that. Yeah. But it, it took, a, I think, a, like a, a threatening lawsuit from the parents of Nebraska towards the Big Ten. Right. And uh, co- uh, and uh, President Trump somehow intervening. I don't know how much he did or whatever. Right. But uh, uh, it, you know, I'm glad that they're out there playing. And it's uh, you know, it, it uh, especially with Ohio State going into the season is probably being one of the better teams in the uh, in the country and now they've got the opportunity to show people that they are one of the better teams but they're not playing as many games right as the other teams I don't know whether it's a five or six game schedule I think they're playing seven seven games and all that but I'm afraid like a seven and a, we're gonna we're gonna run into like an undefeated big 10 team and a one or two loss SEC team I mean do, do you pick a seven and Ohio Ohio State uh-huh. over a uh, Eight and one Georgia. It's tough. That's that's what you're gonna, and especially the way they've got, uh, especially with oh, one oh, loss being yeah. maybe to Bama. Yeah, and 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 when you look at Ohio State's schedule, it's got a really kind of a soft schedule. You know, and they, they shocker, just, shocker. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> All right, so uh, but uh, I think Camp Randall, they're they're a nineteen and a half point favorite is Wisconsin yeah. over Illinois. Yeah. Uh, Illinois, Illinois. <laughs> I fixed it. But uh, you know, Lovey Smith. Yeah, is this a big proving year for him, or does COVID buy him another year? Well, you know, you know, he, he was kind of on the edge last year, and so I, I mean, thought he had had some good wins last he year. He had some good wins. He kind of pulled it out there, but I I still think that uh, you know he's still 
got to be able to prove himself that he's going to be able to have success. Illinois is one of those strange teams where you're, you're right in the middle of the state. You're right in the middle of, uh, 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 you know, from St. Louis and Chicago. And so you can go after kids, but they're not able to att- attract those kids to, to uh, come right. to Illinois. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough sale, and honestly, uh, you, you, you know, can't doubt the ability of Lovey Smith being an outstanding coach. I mean, right. that's that's a, that's a given right there. Right, and, and it's just the opportunities. It, sometimes just being able to recruit in that, that's a big deal. And we we talked about another coach, uh, maybe a Gopher coach. Uh, that that's uh, that tells yeah. how good a coach you are when you can win at, at places yeah, that it's hard to yeah, recruit. Yeah, to. yeah, Coach Fleck up at Minnesota, who's an outstanding coach, and like I said, you know, if if you can find the success that he has had at Minnesota, that tells you that he, he's he's been outstanding and his staff has been outstanding, and so uh, you know that that uh, you, you can tell the type of quality coach he is. So I'm going with Wisconsin. Do you do you roll with? The yeah, Badgers? I'm, I'm with Wisconsin as well. I like it. Yeah. I like it. 19 and a half point favorite. It's hard to go against. Even that. though Illinois is my birth state, Peoria, Illinois. Were you a Were you an Illini fan? Uh, I mean they're blue and orange too, so yeah, it seems to be yeah, the motif. Yeah, you've, <laughs> yeah, no, not so never, much. Yeah, I'm Catholic, so I was Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, I can't, you know, the you truth got, comes you, out. That's, that's right. God over state. Well, yeah. can't argue. With can't that. argue with that. Can't argue with that. Hopefully, down the, of, hopefully down the road, that'll pay off. Yeah. <laughs> End of, right now, right. it's a little shaky, but I'm, I'm hoping for that. <laughs> Nebraska at Ohio State. Again, maybe one of the reasons why Big Ten's playing football could be also the reason why they got to see uh, Ohio State game number one. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the uh, really the, the parents of uh, Nebraska players were – we're really, uh, you know, they're putting together lawsuits against the Big Ten to open up and play uh, uh, football. Crazy. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of behind the scenes of what, what was happening. And they were taking so much flack from uh, a lot of different uh, uh, arenas. And so, anyway, so they got the uh, game going. And uh, so uh, Nebraska, uh, you know, when I think Nebraska, I think of Nebraska old. You know, yeah, Tom, Tom Osborne, Osborne and the yeah. great teams. You know, when I was big a, red machine. Yeah, I was a GA at Missouri going up there. And, you know, playing Nebraska with Tom Osborne as the head coach. I mean, that's why I think when I think of Nebraska, right. they're not the Nebraska of those days. And right. so I, I think Ohio State's going to be able to take them on. Are you surprised that it's a twenty-six point line though? Scott Frost, you know, all the hype that has been his tenure at, at Nebraska. You know, coming back yeah. home after a. Uh, uh, a undefeated season at Central Florida. I hate. I almost said it. I yeah. almost said a national champ. No, yeah, yeah. no. They, they got they got the trophy they on got, the wall. Yeah, the and the police cars have it police, on. It. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he gets the opportunity to uh, go to Nebraska. It's going home. It's hard to say no. Right. Uh, to the ability to go home, but uh, you know, the, he's probably had a team better <laughs> that could have beaten Nebraska when uh, I think when, so. when he left. Yes. So I'm with you. I, I like Ohio State in this matchup too, as much as I don't like picking Ohio State. Yeah. But I'll say this: I think Nebraska maybe battles a little bit sure. because, again, uh, them being able to play football, they're going to play with a lot of heart. Yeah. Because yeah. they wanted football for the most. And another thing you got to think about this also: these these stadiums are just partially filled, so that home field advantage where you've got a hundred thousand people. Now Big Ten's no. Oh really? They're no fans. No fans. No fans. Oh. Well, so it's the, a so little the, different. Yeah, so I mean, so there is no really home field. You advantage. think they'll have that crowd noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah I mean, that that's the reason why they said LSU lost to Mississippi State because you know you're going down to Death Valley at LSU, 
there was hardly any fans there. So it's you know it's not a intimidating place for visitors to be able right. to come into. Can I tell you a funny story about the Vandy game? So so one so, Van, so yes. they were uh, another, they were another playing. scary place to play at. Right. Yeah. They they said they were into social distancing before it was cool. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it was funny. They were they were airing a, a Vandy game. Yeah. I know a late night. Yeah. But uh, and they were playing that artificial crowd noise. Yeah. You know. Boo. Yeah. Well, anyway, it all of a sudden stops. Like yeah. it's mid-game, and all of a sudden, there's no sound. They're still playing, but there's no sound. And Lars like, well, I wonder what happened. I said, I think the record stopped. <laughs> I said, I think the needle's all the way to the end. And so yeah. she thought that was pretty funny. Yes, yes. You know, it's been a while since we've used record players. But you uh, ever been to Vandy though? Yes. Like you know exactly where the press box is. You know yeah. why? Because all the cables go there. They don't have a lot of wireless. I mean, it's it's throwback. If that's a nice way to put it, it's yeah. throwback. But uh, anyway. Funny story. But another game, North Carolina, North Carolina State. I think last week, this is a game that's not hard to pick. Sure. Because sure. they've got a they've got a prolific quarterback. They've got an offense that's humming. Yeah. He goes down a week ago in a in kind of a, a terrible situation. Yeah. Uh, just uh you know, first of all, you know, North Carolina goes down to Florida State and gets beaten down there. I mean, I was surprised by that because Florida State really had not played very well at all. So North Carolina right. lost. Then uh NC State, uh, just a little uh, side story, uh, their quarterback uh, – Yeah, Devin, North Carolina State lost their quarterback, sorry. Right, yeah, Devin Leary uh, uh, broke his uh, leg uh, late in the game. Well, when, years ago when I was the uh, uh, defense coordinator and head baseball coach, believe it or not, <laughs> up at Susquehanna University, right. my star pitcher was Glenn Leary, who's uh, Devin's father. So I've oh, known wow. the Leary family. But, yeah, I mean, uh, and I've, I've – uh, text uh, Glenn a couple times about his son, and it was just really hard that uh, late late in the game that he came down and, and, and broke his leg, and he's had to go through major surgery and all that. So uh, I just really feel bad for him. But it's still going to be a good game. I think they've got a solid backup quarterback that was getting a lot of t- uh, playing time as well with uh-huh. with Devin. And so, you know, I, I think it should be a good ball game. It's in Chapel Hill, North Carolina State, the number 23-ranked team in the country, 4-1 and one on the season. And they are taking on the 14th ranked, which is weird because North Carolina and, according to this list, yeah. North Carolina and Wisconsin are the number 14 team in the country. Maybe a, a, a typo. Yes, we'll, we'll see about 14 that. 14.5, ranked 14th and a half in the country. At 3-1 and one are the North Carolina Tower Heels. Sam Howell, the quarterback for North Carolina, 1,151 yards in four games. I mean, he's. He slung it a little yeah, bit, yeah. and he's had success. Mac Brown is, has had a resurgence there at Chapel Hill. Uh, to me, it's yeah. hard to go against the the Baby Blues. Yeah, I mean Mac Brown. I mean you know, he's just a legend. I mean you know you know he played at Florida State. Yeah, you know and and he's played Florida State like nine ten times. He's never beaten Florida State for some reason and all that. You know that's been really the only blemish on his career as a coach. I mean he's had great success in yeah. North Carolina, Texas, and and comes back to. North Carolina, and who, who who does that? And it's gotten North Carolina to be one of the premier schools in the country. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. When they when they hired Mac Brown, I went, oh no, you can't go home again. Like it just you just can't do that. He had this leather jacket with the Tar Heel on it, and I went, it's it's not '93, Mac. Come yeah, on, yeah. come on. And you know what? He is bought in. The kids have have gotten in there with him, and he's went back to work, and sure. he's. I don't know that he's not trying to prove a point that maybe Texas let him go a little too soon. Yeah, I mean it's uh, Texas, which again he was away from the game and kind of had a 
he got a renewed sense of what new college football is. Right. But uh, North Carolina's a tough place to win at just because it's such a basketball school. Sure. But from what he's been able to do, not only just quickly bringing in talent, but also using the talent that he inherited, sure. I think that's – And the kids love coaching. playing for him. Yeah. I mean, he's reached out. I mean, he's got – I've great seen his win. dance moves post-game. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we, won't, we won't talk too much about that because it is kind of scary watching some of those moves. Right. But, uh, but no, he's got them playing. Yeah, he's yeah. got them playing. It's hard to go against them. I, I go with the Tar Heels. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. What's the line on that one? Tar Heels by 15 and a half. Yeah. Let's get a little closer matchups. Notre Dame, you're, 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 a, you're an Irish fan, or yeah. at least early on in life was sure. an Irish fan. Number three team in the country, undefeated, 4-0, and 3-0 in their new conference ACC schedule. For one year. For one year. Imagine <laughs> yeah. uh, how that happens. Pittsburgh three and three, two and three in conference play. Notre Dame by ten. I don't know if I'm more surprised that it's just ten, or the fact that uh, it's it's not a lot more. Where's the game going to be at? Notre Dame or it's at Pitt. It's in Heinz Field. What, actually, I, I think this has a potential for an upset. Really? Yeah, I think Pitt plays tough. Uh, you know, you know they've lost a couple games. I think kind of close scores. Uh, Notre Dame has won, but just really. Uh, it hasn't been a wild factor. I think they beat Louisville. What was it, twelve to six, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know they they didn't beat Florida State by. A, I told somebody they won twelve to six in straight sets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so I, I mean, so yeah, they're they're ranked. Uh, what would you say, second, third. third in the country right here? But they haven't really had a big knockout type of game. I think Pitt's good enough. Them playing at Pitt, where if there's a potential upset, this could be it. Are you going with the Panthers? Uh, no, because I'm Catholic. I got to go with Notre Dame. But, well, good. I'll uh, but, go. I, but, I'm, but I'm saying there's there's a upset looming, and this would be it. I'm going to say the yellow chairs get it done for the Panthers in Heinz Field. Yes. The mustard seats yes. get the win. Yes. I'm going to go with Pitt to upset. Plus, if I was at Pitt, my mom also listens to the show, and uh, and uh, she would have a, a conference call with me if I would go against Notre Dame. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh wow, that's funny, but I think I think really true. I think it's going to happen. Yes. Uh, here's another tight one: number eight team in the country, Penn State at Indiana. Penn State uh, again. This is Big Ten's opening yeah. weekend. Indiana is only a six point underdog. Well, I don't see that. I mean, uh, I think it's a lot more. Yeah, yeah, it should I, be. I, I think. Uh, uh, coach up there at, at Penn State. Uh, I mean, James he, Franklin. Yeah, yeah, coach Franklin. I mean. Great coach has a good, very good staff. Uh, they get good talent. I just don't see them uh, this being a close game. I think you know they're going to win by 20, 20 some points. Uh, you think it's just blowout? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a big game. I for think they're State. giving Indiana a lot of credit for the way they battled with the Vols in the bowl game. If you yeah. can't hear that sarcasm, it's there. Yeah, no, it's I there. mean it's. <laughs> They, they, here's now, the if deal. it was basketball, it would have been different. A little different. A little, little different, Hoosier but, action. Yeah, yeah, but I just don't, I just don't see it football-wise. I think they, uh, they wish they, uh, they were in Indiana uh, yeah. when, when Penn State rolls in. I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions as well. I, I don't like James Franklin because of his time at Vanderbilt and what he, what he did to Tennessee. Just really rub face, rub the nose in it. Kind of we peed <laughs> in the floor and here it comes. But. He's a good coach, he's, and he's yeah, really he's an coach, yeah. and he's just really like about the business. Sure, you know what sure, I'm saying. It's sure. it's all it's all inclusive. He's, listen, if you're able to win at Vandy, and it wasn't just beating Tennessee. I mean, oh yeah, he he had he had a good outstanding run. two three nine win seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
you're a heck of a coach if you're winning nine ball games over at Andy. Oh, and yeah. uh, and uh, he, he, you know, he, there weren't too many days that uh, they were just a, uh, they were blown out or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, my uh, my belief is in James Franklin. He's, he's an outstanding coach, and he'll do well here Saturday. I think so. I think so. Go Give me the Nittany Lions. Yeah. Uh, next one. Here's one. We talked about P.J. Fleck. We'll see if we can put our money where our mouth is. Uh, Michigan, number 18 team in the country. Number 21 team in the country, Minnesota. Both opening weekends, obviously, with the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah. Michigan favored by three on the road in Minneapolis. Well, it's a toss-up in my mind. I mean, uh, you know, both teams are going to be very well coached. I think there's a lot of pressure on Harbaugh up in Michigan. Oh, I was year. about to say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, because, I mean, he has not lived up to the expectations Michigan has had. It's going to be 31 degrees. 31 degrees. Oh, Go- 7.30 night game in Minnesota? Yeah, that's that's summertime in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Same time, it's same temperature in the day. Yeah, I mean, so it's uh, it's going to be a uh, uh, it's going to be a tough physical ball, ball game. You know, it's a toss-up. Uh, I think Michigan has to win it, you know, m- more than – Minnesota has to win because, like I said, there's going to be a lot of pressure on on Har- Harbaugh this year. I, I, I think it's one of those those situations where he doesn't gain a lot from winning it, but what he would lose from losing it yeah. is bigger. If I'm going to pick it, I'm going to say Minnesota. You're going with Minnesota. Yes. I'm going to say, I hate like Charles Woodson put me against Michigan. Okay. Do you see the orange blood? I mean, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to go Michigan? I need to. I need to just to just break it up. With, yeah, you keep agreeing with me with the picks and all that. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the higher rank in the road. Yeah, uh, the road team. I think Minnesota will put them on the ropes. I think Michigan has to come back in the second half to win this thing. Yeah. But I, I think Michigan uh, again, just a uh, just a big brother mentality. They're gonna come in and Minnesota will be real tough. Yeah. But uh, I think Michigan will kind of squeak it out there at the end. And I think they have to. I think that was a great point mm-hmm. uh, that you made. Um, next. That's not a good game. I was going to go Virginia, but we really need to get to one game that I haven't talked about, and there's a reason. Which one? But Tennessee, Tennessee, Alabama. Uh, man alive! Somebody's got to play them. Yep, yep, yep. It's uh, so, was, so. Here's the deal: coming off of a Kentucky loss, again, the sore is it's scabbed over. Yeah. The, it's healing at the moment, and you run into the number one team in the country. After after their win last week against Georgia, they propelled to number one, knocked knocked down Clemson. Right. Which again, I think that's one A, one B. I think right. they're really good right. at this point. Both playing a really good brand it's, of it's, football. It's whoever played the better team that week. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can you could literally that's grab bag at number sure. one. But Tennessee coaching change at the defensive line position. A lot of there was literally a call on Vol calls uh Wednesday night uh that, that told Coach he needs to step it up. Yeah, told Coach Pruitt that. Which again, I—that's the whole dynamic of calling shows. That's a little anti, you know, a little. Right. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's a uh, counterproductive. Right, right. But I will say, Coach Pruitt obviously understands that there's a gap. Sure, he knows that there's a gap, and he's too competitive to uh, relinquish to Alabama. I mean, right. he's not sitting here going, "Oh, it's Alabama, zero and one this week." Yeah. He's going into it, and I think he's working really hard within protocols and different things uh, to get guys ready. Garantano had a, an atrocious outing yeah. a week ago. Uh, again, parlayed by no time to throw the football. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the defense stayed out on the field a lot of time last mm-hmm. week, 
and Kentucky just took advantage. Honestly, first time winning in in Knoxville yeah. since '84. Sure. Uh, sure. Where were you in '84? Uh, I was I was out at uh, at Salem College in West Virginia. Wow. Five hundred people, students in the whole school. Terry Bottom was the head coach. I was the defensive coordinator, and we had a quarterback named Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher at Salem College. Now he's at A and the M. Making a pretty good salary right now. Yeah, and if he leave, if they have to get rid of him, he'll make he's an even still, better salary. He's, he's, he's done well. Wish I had his agent. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I think he's – I swear he's got Jimmy Sexton out of Knoxville. That's, Everybody yep, does. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, you, you know, Coach, uh, Tennessee has to play Alabama. You know, my, my one of my buddies said, you know, last week when, when the, it had, the wheels had completely come yep, off, yep. Uh, he goes, this is a team that looks like they could beat Alabama. I don't know that I share his sentiment, yeah. but I will say uh, this is one of the better Alabama teams sure. offensively that I've sure. seen in the Nick Saban era. And Tennessee's got a big test on their hands. Got a, well, got a big task yeah. on their hands just to slow them down. Do Do you see anything that Tennessee could do based on their first two wins, not their last two losses, that could compete with Alabama? Well, I, I think in order for them to compete, they just got to play better on the offensive line. I mean, uh, it was they was very disappointed uh, with. We really kind of thought that after early in the season that the offensive line had really kind of picked it up uh, when they played Georgia. You know, that was a, a big disappointment in the way they played. In the second half. The yeah. first half, I mean, I was they're, like, hey, right, look at that. Yeah, I mean, they're right there. Then, uh, then it, I, I just kind of thought that uh, last week against Kentucky, it was just a meltdown on both yeah. sides of the ball, especially offensively. But, uh, and that was disappointing. I've, you know, I want Tennessee to play well. I want them to do, do well. Uh, I mean, it just depends on, you know, if they give their quarterback a chance. And Garitamo, Garitamo he's got to step it up and, you know, hit the receivers and, you know, throw the correct passes and re read the correct reads as a, as a quarterback should be doing. And so make it simple. Don't do things that are going to uh, uh, shoot yourself in the foot. And, uh, you know, just be competitive on both sides of the ball. And, and, and to put your uh... – to put your uh, coaching hat on here, yeah, uh, and I don't like talking negative about co uh, coaches or oh, yeah, programs yeah. because I'm that's my business. I I don't. Wanna, oh, absolutely. You know, but you listen to any talk show going on right now. I mean, they're ripping Tennessee left and right. And oh, all yeah. that. I'm not going to oh, do that. Like fine ball. But <laughs> but what I was going to say is just the dynamic because you you've been in a you've worn a lot of yeah. hats, a lot of different locations. How does this pressure like? How does that week to week? How does that impact you as a coach? Well, it, it starts, you know, all of a sudden now, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to find a way just, how, you know. To, did, did, do you think Jeremy Pruitt's like, am I talking to the same people? Two weeks ago, we were part of the longest win streak in the country, and, and we're right on rolling, and we're taking yeah. on Georgia. It's this year. Yeah. And then like six quarters later, sure, there's a lot of questions. He's got to make sure that he, he wins back the locker room because right now there's a lot of self-doubt. A lot of kind of finger pointing going on and all that, mm. and and his role as a head coach is to just to you know let the coordinators take care of the offense, let the, you know to take care of the defense, let them do it. But him as a head coach, he just needs to find a way. His and he's got to cover the defensive line. Yeah, now he's defensive line <laughs> coach. You know, but he's just got to find a way to just pull everyone together, tell each other, hey, we got to believe in ourselves. Don't point your finger at a, a teammate or or whatever. You know, we're only as strong as, as we are together as a team. Uh -huh. So let's pull together. Let's have confidence in each other, and we'll be all right. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I just think – And, I, and, I don't and, and let me just say this. What he's got to do as he approaches the game, he says, don't, don't worry about 
what's going happening in the fourth quarter. Let's just take it one series at a time. Let's see. Let's make sure that uh, you know eight minutes into the first quarter, okay, that we're we're with Alabama or we're winning or whatever. Let, you know, then let's focus on the end of the first quarter. Let's just segmented this game right. and and just kind of break it into different parts and all that. Don't think about the whole game. Think about hey. First quarter, this is where we want to be. Let's be right. competitive in that first quarter. And so, therefore, then if they're in the game at that point in time, they're saying, you know, then the confidence starts coming right. back to them. Well, and I think, you know, he, he talked about it. And, again, Coach Pruitt's really uh, – he's cerebral in his conversation sure. because he, he, he doesn't say things that's going to be on bulletin boards and stuff. Um, but I think, ultimately, uh, to, to have a chance against Alabama, you've got to be explosive. Sure. I think you, you can't – you can't cause yourself mistakes. So offensive penalties for jumping off sides, uh, you, you know, all those Legal different procedures. Yeah, yeah, those, have, that, those can't be there. Correct. Correct. Uh, so I think ultimately you're exactly right. Departmentalize, kind of break those things down, and just be really good this series. You right, know what? Right. The first first down is is goal number one. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and then once you come from there, then things will take care of itself. But uh, another thing is personnel. You know, yeah. a lot of people's calling for Jared Garantano. Uh, to be out at the quarterback position. Uh, to me, I've had a lot of reasons why I think that's a decent idea, mm-hmm. but I also know uh, I don't know all the pieces. All I see is the cut-up version of the highlight reel sure. that gets put out there. So I, I think uh, that's got to be on the coaches, and they've got to believe in whatever decision they make and go with it. Yeah. Well, I, like I, I thought against uh, Georgia, you know, I thought the problem was obviously with the offensive line. I mean, you know, Quarterback didn't have a chance to throw the ball. I mean, he was getting hit, especially on the blind side, so many times. And in, in, against Kentucky, he looked like a quarterback that just kind of lost his confidence. And uh, so hopefully he's going to be having a, a really good week of practice that they can kind of regroup a little bit. And uh, if I was the offensive coordinator, I would work real hard. Okay, hey, these are the first 10, 15 plays that we're going to run in the game mm-hmm. and just drill those first 15 plays over these next two, three days of practice. So the guys are familiar. This is what we're going to run. We have confidence in the play calling right here. Mm-hmm. And so this is our script that we're going to do going into the game. Yeah. And that's you just got to find a way to build confidence, you know, quarter by quarter, series by series. Well, and I've said it before, you know, what Jim Chaney did with Jonathan Crompton back in 2009 is to me the textbook way to deal with Jerry Garantano for the rest of the season. Yeah. You have read number one. You have throw it away. You have run. Right, right. And there's just those three options. Sure. And, and the thing is, it, was, it wasn't the prettiest thing. Yeah. They had some nice receivers that year, but it wasn't the prettiest thing. But we got first downs. Yeah. We, we scored points. We won football games. Right, we got right. to a bowl game. Uh, and, and so, ultimately, I think you just got to simplify things. I, I would be interested to see how short the leash is on Garantano because, again, Harrison Bailey continues to gain momentum. Yep. Brian Maurer has an opportunity to get in there. Yep. And then, again, J.T. Shrout uh, made an appearance uh, a week ago. But uh, So you say you're going with the Vols? Uh, against the spread. I'm gonna. What, what if we picked it against the spread? 21.5 is the line as of this morning. 21.5. 21.5. Does that change at the half? Uh, <laughs> well, my, my whole family are Alabama fans and all that. So. <laughs> oh, I did. I did know that. Yeah, I did yeah, know that. Yeah, AJ and Nathan and my daughters and you know, so you know, there'll be a lot of Alabama things. We going. have we have some Alabama. Uh, one thing about Alabama, you got that here. picture of the bear right there. That's yeah. not too, too bad. It's actually signed by. Uh, it is signed by Bear Bryant to uh, to a Blunt County great, Mister Jack Lane. Can't beat that. No joke. But uh, but I'm I'm gonna say. I'm going to pick Alabama to win. Yeah. But I really like Tennessee's chances 
to be within 21 and a half. You can stay underneath that. Just because I think the respect yeah. that uh, I think Saban understands yeah. Pruitt and what he needs yeah. to get things done, and if he blows Pruitt out, then the chances I, I, go way down. Right, I don't think that. You know what? I'm going to agree with that. I think it'll be under 21 and a half. Going to go with the Vols to beat the spread. That's right. Maybe not That's beat right. Alabama. But uh, you know what, Coach? And, you know what, and that, that could be, a, in a way, a victory. Who, who does Tennessee got uh, uh, next week? The following week? Yeah. Uh, it's a bye week. We'll okay. win that one. Well, yeah. uh, but then we've got Arkansas. Then we've got Arkansas. Well, then, okay. All right. I so like you can get rolling. You That's can right. get rolling. But, uh, Coach, thanks for coming in. It's always fun talking to you. We're about to smack the top of the hour. Uh, we got to get some uh, some more spots in, but it's always fun talking. And, man, we've uh, we've ground for another hour. Man, it's it's been a pleasure and uh, great conversations. And uh, hopefully I didn't do anything embarrassing during my conversation oh, with no. you. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, you, no, I ain't going to say it. No, I, never mind. No, <laughs> anyway. It's, it's, and it's Illinois, right? Illinois. I have learned something today. There you go. No plurals in, in nope. Illinois. But uh, <laughs> anyway, as we uh, head on out, I hope you're being safe. But if you're on your way to work, on your way home, or on your way to watch some Blunt County football, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.